I'm your host, Derek. Today, we're joined by... Me, his wife, Tony. Who is the other host, obviously. Today, we're going to be talking about the Denver International Airport. Is it a secret underground base? Is it used like Area 51? Is it a tunnel to transport children? (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that... I would like to thank anyone who is listening, any donors, any people who have paid, anyone who has emailed, anyone, well, that's no one, Uh, so thank you, no one. Uh, You can email if you would like, dtdimension at protonmail.com. I would also like to thank Chelsea, Izzy, Adam, Dean Reiner, uh, some people from Croatia, possibly, uh, someone in Puerto Rico, in where else? There's a few other places. Uh, Canada. There's someone in Canada. There's someone in. There's from someone from like Japan. Portugal. Or no, or... not Portugal. Uh, somewhere in Spain. Not Spain. Uh, South America. Those are very different places, sir. Uh, oh, I think they're in Chile or somewhere. It was they, Chile. Yeah. Oh yeah, someone in Chile has been listening or or at least looking at the website doublethoughtdimension.com. Whoever you are. You are awesome, and I'm glad that you're looking at our shit. Uh, keep doing it, because uh, we like to do what we're doing. So um, it's cool to see all the listeners out there. I don't know who the hell they are or if they exist, but yeah. So thank you, all the listeners. Um, it's nice to just do that right away. That way, as soon as someone tunes into this thing, they can hear that they've been thanked, and then we can just get on to the next uh, the next thing. Well, that's what you're supposed to do in life anyway. You're supposed to wake up with gratitude, wake up for full of thanks, and thank the universe for another day and all that stuff, and that's supposed to set your tone for the whole day. So that's what we should do with this show. It's just thank everybody, get all the gratitude out there, and then we can dive into the deep stuff. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, we're ready to jump into the main portion of this episode, which is going to be about the Denver International Airport. So, the Denver International Airport, maybe you've been there. Have you? Have you ever been there? Have you? Didn't we just... No. Didn't we have, like, a, a connecting flight or something there? Mm, I think one time. Oh, I think it was somewhat recent because you had pointed something out to me and you're like, see, this is that famous painting or that famous whatever. I vaguely recall that, but I, it was most likely after one of my surgeries, so I was probably doped up as shit and don't remember it. Yeah, well. I think we've been there. I know I've been there for sure at least once or twice going through the airport. Uh, i never flown directly out of there, but I've had to lay over there a couple times. Uh, so here's a little bit of backstory on the Denver, Denver International Airport. Some people believe that it is a New World Order base, like a secret underground base that is used for all kinds of God knows what types of reasons trafficking children through tunnels uh, all these tunnels supposedly link up to all kinds of different places in the u.s some believe that it's a area 51 type of place with secret government uh, aircraft being stored underneath it or possibly being flown out of there um, or others believe that it's a, a base or a future base for the elites of the world, or at least in the U.S., to go and hide out in the event of some sort of, like an extinction type event, like a pandemic per se, or maybe mm-hmm. like a global war, nuclear holocaust, zombie apocalypse, something like that. Where do these? Where does this all stem from? Why? Why are people talking about that? Or why? Why would it even ever even be? Yeah. Why are they talking about that? Because that does seem like a very strange conspiracy theory because it's a fucking airport you know what i mean like i mean i get area 51 because supposedly it's this you know spot way out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the desert and nobody knows about it really and can find it or whatever but this is so heavily trafficked it'd be like you know disguising it right in front of our face if that is the case so what what yeah what brought this on what brought it up 
Okay, so here is the one, here's the one, some of the reasons why this became a conspiracy theory in 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 general. Um, also, I'd like to say I'm gonna try to stop using the word conspiracy theory. If we can use another word, because it's like uh, a word conspiracy. How about therapist. potential truth? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not a, cons- a conspiracy theory. It's maybe it's just something that exists. I don't know. So we're gonna look into it. Maybe it's true. Maybe not. But there's uh, enough evidence to point to something. So that's what we're going to be researching. Anyway, so during the construction of the airport, many issues arose which led to contract disputes. And uh, so there were like, I don't know, I'm not sure how many officially worked on the construction of the airport. But many different contracting companies were used during the construction and this airport, there, there was no need for an airport in Denver at the time. There was already an airport in Denver. Um, it worked just fine, um, but they wanted to build another one. And this airport was, it's just like the, whenever they build a, a stadium in a city, like, a, like the Twin Stadium or Excel Energy Center or whatever. These, these things cost a shitload. I mean, they're unbelievable amounts of money. Uh, it's a, so it's the same type of situation with this airport. They plan the airport for a certain dollar amount, but it always goes over budget. It takes way longer than they say it's going to take, and at the expense of because oftentimes these things are financed by not only p- private companies or or individuals, but they're financed by tax rebates by the government or or just straight up tax dollars uh, of the of the location. So during the construction in 1995, they all these things were happening. Uh, it was two years past due uh, of when they said it was going to be opened. It took them two years longer than they said. And the budget um, came in at $3 billion over the budget. What was the original budget, do you know? I'm not sure what the original dollar amount was of the entire airport, but... Whatever that dollar amount was, the original amount, it was it, at the end, it was three billion dollars more than they How said. How do you <laughs> go over by three billion dollars? Obviously, if you start <laughs> out with a budget, like I understand going a few hundred dollars or something over, you maybe know? a million, a couple million, you know, because constru- construction. I, is, I couldn't is even a... imagine that though. Like I could, I could, I could envision like you know a few hundred thousand maybe. Like, that would make sense to me because, you know, shit's expensive. I, I, I get that. But $3 billion? Yeah. Like, at some point, someone just said, fuck it, you know, and just got whatever the fuck their heart desired, I guess. I don't know. That just seems not plausible if you have any sort of starting budget, I guess. Yeah. So th- this is what initially caused the theories to start emerging. $3 billion over budget took two years longer than they said. So supposedly there is vast underground networks of tunnels and that there's possibly six or more underground levels beneath the airport. And so that's one of the reasons why um, these claims came about that it, why it's so much more expensive and why it took so long is that... So wait, is it proven and known publicly that there are underground tunnels? Yes, there are... There are provenly underground tunnels i don't know how many levels are are official but there are underground tunnels okay so that's like public knowledge yeah. mm-hmm. everybody knows that yeah okay and some of the tunnels are used to transport between the concourses just like at um atlanta or uh, does minneapolis have a train where you got to go to another no. no well in atlanta for sure. Yeah, we went there once, remember? Yeah, you got to go under underneath, and then there's a train that takes to all the concourses. Well, there's a similar system in Denver, um, but there's some other uh, layers beneath that um, that apparently were used or thought they were going to be used for a underground baggage system, mm-hmm. um, but it ended up never being used. So uh, these reasons are what initially spawned the um, curiosity about what was really going on at the airport. Uh, all the underground levels, it took two years longer and it was $3 billion over budget. That's what initially spawned 
all of the controversy that surrounds the Denver International Airport. I have a question before before I forget. Um, I wanted to ask the you said in the beginning that the like there was multiple construction companies or whatever different companies working on this. Yes. So we've talked in the past. I can't remember if it was on an episode or not, but where like sometimes people when they're trying to do something sneaky, they'll hire different contracting companies to build different parts um and then like get rid of you know like get rid of the the one or whatever pay them off so like so they do like a little part of the job so they don't know the whole extent right were they doing that or was it just a bunch of construction companies because it was such a big project um well there would be for sure a few different contracting companies most likely in any gigantic project like that okay but there uh, the theories arose because there was so many Apparently, there were so many different ones, um, which you, usually when there's a, a big project like this, there's like a one or two that are the main gigantic contracting companies, and then they hire subcontractors to yeah. do plumbing, electrical, uh, steel work, whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently, there was uh, just a shitload of turnover, or I don't know if it was turnover or if they were just only hired for this portion and then another company was hired mm -hmm. to finish another portion. I really don't know. And I, I'm sure someone could figure that out because a lot of that stuff is just public knowledge. I mean, right. look up who built whatever, you know, it's not like it's a secret. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was just curious if they were doing something like that to keep parts of it under wraps, because like if you have a construction company coming in and just doing like, I don't know, a to G section or whatever. I'm just doing a metaphor here so you get an idea. So they do like A to G. Well, then another person comes in and does like H to M or whatever, you know. Um, they'll never know what the people before really did. Not in depth anyway. They won't know about the A through G. You know no, what I mean? No, they'll just do what they need to do. Right. So that way it keeps people kind of, oh, well, I know I did this part. I can only speak on that, you know, because they don't know what the other people did. So therefore... Like, the whole totality of it wouldn't be known to a group of people. Which, that that is the reason for the conspiracy or the thought that there could be... Um, okay, so that is part that of it. That is part of it, because there's so many and that... Which, that's how, like, like nuclear facilities or um, any type of government... Like, when I was uh, first working and starting in electrical, we did this project at Los Alamos in New Mexico. Los Alamos is... A, not a secret, but it's a um, top secret government facility. Just to work on uh, on that base, you have to go through a background check, all kinds of different things, just to do any work there. And that's just to do like electrical work. Um, the people who actually work for Los Alamos, they go through way more. Yeah, it's probably way more rigorous and in depth and. Yeah. Okay. And even the the portion that we were working on when I did that project, we were we weren't even inside of Los Alamos National Laboratory. We were just on the in the facility um, building a tent outside, just just doing the lighting inside of this tent. We weren't we didn't even go inside the actual building. But just to be on the property, just to be on the property, to... just to get in. Right. We had to go through all this, you know, pass a piss test, pass a background check. Um, submit to all kinds of badging and all kinds of different things and we were being monitored the entire time while we were working by um the, by the people who worked at los alamos and uh you know so obviously all these facilities had to be built and had to be um maintained by somebody right but it's kind of like uh everything is compartmentalized so there's uh, if you're in the government or in the army or in any sort of intelligence agency, there's something called TSSCI, Top Secret Select Compartmentalized Information. So that's how they do things so that not everyone knows the full picture of what's happening. Well, it's basically the same as HIPAA. Like, it's on a need-to-know basis. What do you yeah. need to know? Okay, that's the information you're allowed to know. Yeah. Is what you're needed to know. Yeah, you yeah. just need to know enough to do your job. You don't need to know the entire purpose of what's happening because why you know that's what other people are for. You're just there. Right. The janitor doesn't need to know what's going on at Area 51. They just need to fucking 
clean the rooms and dump the trash. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know what's happening. So they are allowed to go in the facilities and do certain things, but they don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with all uh, government uh, facilities and, and, and um, not even government facilities, just any type of facility that... Um, like Raytheon or any type of company that has propri- proprietary uh, information, they don't want everyone knowing that. You know, like say you're building a secret satellite or uh, whatever. You don't want everyone to know how you built it. That way, if everyone, it, say someone's working on your project and they're stealing all this info, they could just go and right. so build like another one so themselves. Like if you're the guy that literally just hooks up the power to the satellite... That's literally all you're going to go do. You're just going to be the guy that hooks up the power to the satellite. You don't do anything else on it. Yeah. You know, you get hired to do one chunk of the job so that way one person doesn't have all the knowledge that you have to therefore take that information and spread it, to steal it, to whatever. Yeah. 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 So that that's basically how all that type of thing, all those types of things work. But that's what has, you know, whenever there's something that's secret or secretive, it leads to people wondering why it's secretive. So that's why, um, what spawned the initial, um, curiosity behind the airport was number one, we don't need an airport. We already got one. And it's, it was already an international airport we don't, they didn't need one. Uh, number two, we're going to build this airport in this amount of time, it took two years longer. Okay. All construction projects take long, but it took two years longer. And then number three, uh, it came in $3 billion over budget. And number four, a shitload of fucking contractors worked on it. All of these factors taken together are leading towards something. People being skeptical. People being skeptical as to why all the money, why all the time, why all the contractors, if it's just an airport, why, why, why does it have to be like, what, what's going on? Right. Um, the other, uh, I just wanted to mention this, this, uh, the, when I first started doing the, started doing the research into the, this airport, I, the first thing I did was I went to the website. This, I just went to the Denver international airport, the website. Then I just looked up, well, who's in charge? Who's in charge of this? Because, Oftentimes, when you're looking into information, what I do is, say I'm reading a news article or I'm reading anything, I see who the author of this article is. Then I do research on this that person, and I try to find out, does what's up with this person, and what's their story, what's their history? Because that history will let me know if I can fully trust the article I'm reading. Because how do I know that what, what they're telling me is not just straight lies or right. propaganda. I mean, you really don't know. And it all all articles you read are published and they're, they have the names of the people that publish them. So you can do research into who these people are, where they come from, what high school did they go to, what uh, university did they go to, what how, what have they donated to. All of that information is public, public information. Mm-hmm. And you can build a... Um, basically a, a snapshot of that person which will help you determine if the information you're getting is true false or neutral or at least that you perceive to be true or false or neutral yeah it gives you a bigger picture other than just reading the article because you can read an article and right like are they already biased because yeah. they typically uh write propaganda bullshit or do they you know is this their first like real piece on something that they're passionate about? Like you should be able to kind of break that down based on what you find out about them. Yeah. So I do. Uh, this is what I do <coughs> with everything that I research. I just went to the website and I found who is the CEO of the dish, the Denver International Airport, and I found that information. And the guy's name is Philip A. Washington. I probably only did maybe very studious name. Only 30 minutes of, of research into this topic, or not this topic, but just this guy. Uh, so Philip A. Washington is somewhat of a divisive character. He, at two previous jobs, uh, one, he was the head of the Denver Regional Transit District. So basically, he's he was in charge of all the transit stuff going on in Denver. 
he was like the main guy in Denver as for like buses, the everything to do with transit in mm-hmm. in Denver, which that's pretty big. That's a high job. I mean, to mm-hmm. you don't just become that, you know. So prior to him being uh, the CEO or uh, the head of the Denver Regional Transit District, he was in the army for uh, I think twenty two years. As soon as he got out of the army, he went into um, transit. Uh, I don't know what led him. Maybe he did something in the army. His 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 time in the army. What was his mo? They they didn't say what his mos was. All they mentioned about his uh, time in the army was that he achieved the rank of command sergeant major, which command sergeant major is the highest enlisted rank. It's an E nine. You can't get higher than that uh, as enlisted. So. He, um, but mo- most people who stay who stay in for 22 years are beca- going to achieve that. Most of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not uncommon. But I-, I couldn't find out what his MOS was. Um, but my guess is that he was a pogue because they don't list any um, ribbons like uh, CIB, which is a co- combat inf- infantryman's badge. I think you need to explain what a pogue is for people who don't know. A pogue is someone who is not in the infantry. So someone who is in the who's in the army, but they don't have a combat job. Uh, or so like they have like they're a cook or they're, they're a, a cook. They're a, a intelligence. They're a clerk of some kind. They're supply. They just get all the materials. They um, even tankers in my opinion, are pogues, <laughs> which, you know, that's kind of a controversial thing to say. So basically, if you're not the ground guy who's going into battle, you're a pogue, you're a pogue. according okay. to the infantry. And everyone who has been in the army knows knows that. If, okay. uh, but so What does pogue stand for? Pogue stands for people other than grunts, P-O-G. Okay. People other than grunts. That makes uh, sense. So I'm guessing that he was a pogue because there's no information about his deployments his ribbons as far as uh purple hearts um combat infantryman's badge which you only get a cib if you are fired upon and you have to shoot back or or you're blown up in some way that's the only way to get one Mm -hmm. and if he if he had one they would say because Mm -hmm. it's just a standard thing to say so the only information i could find about his his military service was that he was in for 22 years and he achieved um, command sergeant major. Um, number one, to me, that's already a little bit suspect, uh, a tiny bit, because well, that's because you're a little bit biased, though, too. I am, but why not just say what his MOS was? Because it may be his MOS. He might have been a supply guy or a um, some sort of something that would make him uh, have experience to be uh, the head of the transit. Mm-hmm. You know, because in the army, you, there's if you're E nine, you're, you're doing a, you're in charge of a lot of shit. I mean, you're the he, you're the head of like a battalion, or a, uh, you could possibly be the head of a brigade, which is like a thousand people or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder what his MOS was and why. You know, it could have translated to his experience to become the head of uh, the transit um, district for Denver, but it didn't say. Um, and then his other job, uh, so he was the, the head of the Denver Regional Transit District, and then he was the CEO of LA Metro, which LA Metro is the ninth largest, um, transit authority in the United States. Um, it's no, it's not a small organization. It's a a huge, you can't just be that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a hell of a thing to be. So he was... Um, these two things, the head of the Denver Regional Transit District and the CEO of LA Metro, but he faced criticism and actual charges were brought against him and his subordinates for corruption, um, pay to play and fraud and fraud, waste and abuse. From which job? Both? Both. From both? From both. So he... Uh, so how did he even get the second job if he got that on the first job? This is what I... this. So I didn't do a shitload of research. All I did was like a, just a 30 minutes, like I said. Mm-hmm. And the first things I find are... Uh, F- uh, Philip A. Washington, disgraced, um, has to um, 
resign as the as the leader of the Denver Regional Transit District because of all these corruption charges. His number two person um, is indicted and, and possibly faces jail time, all kinds of other shit. Uh, then he goes to L.A. Mm-hmm. and same thing. In L.A., he was... Um, he, I think he's still possibly uh, under charges, uh, or all his subordinates are, for uh, the same types of things. Pay to play, um, fraud, waste and abuse, and corruption. And then he, he basically resigns pretty much from that position. And then now he becomes the CEO of the Denver International Airport. Mm. Like yeah, how the hell? How, how the fuck do you can you go f- like this? Right? How can you have a awesome job that you you know get charges with all this shit? Resign? Then someone's like, oh yeah, you sir, uh, <laughs> with all the criminal charges there. Yeah, I'm gonna hire you for this other really awesome job. Right. And then does the same thing, which obviously they can't be too shocked about if they knew about the first one. And then he gets an even better job after he does it again. What the fuck is that? Right. So how does that even? So obviously they know that he's like down to be bought with bribery at this point. That's my. That's guess. what they know. That's my guess. So allegedly, see, this is all alleged. I'm not a judge. I'm not a fucking anything. I'm just saying. Right, but I mean, even two people, you know, us, two regular fucking people, can connect the dots there. Like Jesus Christ. Obviously, something's going on that he is allowed, based on his previous. Um, experience or his willingness to be corrupt or something he has just propelled himself to high levels of authority based on i don't know what something i don't know if if he's already being charged with fraud and all this other shit i mean they know especially if you found it it's obviously public they could easily find that right you know and be like oh well obviously we shouldn't hire you but they do anyway which makes no sense Unless you're also corrupt and you know that this motherfucker can be bought off, which is what you'd want if you were corrupt too. Yes. So um, another thing <coughs> interesting I found, found about him was he's a member of an organization called Chicken Bone that purportedly... <laughs> so I, I read, I, when I was reading this, I it was hard to not just like, what the fuck, man? Anyway... So he is a member of an organization called Chicken Bone that purportedly is an unofficial group that advocates for infrastructure issues. But uh, so at, at LA Metro, he some of the charges that he's brought up on or are accused of are being, um, what do you call it when you're a, like a male chauvinist? Like you don't let women do shit? Sexist? Yeah, like he's uh, accused of, of, of being sexist and that this organization is possibly um, black only. So this guy, Philip A. Washington, is black. Uh, okay. Not that that matters, but this organization that he's a part of called Chicken Bone is, um, I don't even know what the hell it is or, or what it does or what, but he claims that it's just like a organization to... Um, talk about infrastructure issues and that he's been a member of it since basically since he got, since he got out of the army and started in transit. So wait, so wait, he's, so he's part of this group that basically is talks about like integrity of business and whatever and like infrastructure infrastructure and whatever. Yeah. Basically the opposite of what he just got charged for. Mm -hmm. So he's part of an organization to like stop that, but he's doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You see Okay, listeners, I hope you're following me here. So he's part of a group that like opposes basically what he has done his last two jobs, which is fraud and corrupt bullshit and whatever. But, you know, I find it funny because it seems like a lot of places or a lot of people uh, that are charged with anything, they're always part of an organization to like combat that. Right. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm um, a child sex trafficker. But uh, I actually am a part of this organization that stops sex trafficking. Yeah. Even though that's just a front for sex trafficking. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, right. it always seems like that's the case. Yeah, and see... Like, what the fuck? Here's the thing that, that annoys me about this is... It, I, it didn't take me long to find out this info. I just 
I'm no, I'm not a journalist. I didn't go to college for journalism or anything like that. All I did was, okay, I want to find out about the Denver International Airport. Obviously, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories about them. But what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see what they, what, what does the Denver International Airport say about itself? So I just went to the website. Okay, who the hell is the CEO of this organization? I, I find that person because he's not a secret. He's the head of the of the of the airport. So I find him, Philip A. Washington. Then I look into him purely just by using DuckDuckGo. Philip A. Washington, head of the Denver International Airport. It takes me to all these things. This is very strange behavior, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it leads me to believe that maybe there's something else going on that the average person can't get be involved in that you have to be involved in all kinds of i don't know what to become the heads of of certain things like like right now if you wanted to figure out who i am um it's pretty easy uh i don't have any social media or any sort of shit like that but if you use my name and try to search me up and all this stuff you're not going to find any articles about me being uh, <laughs> convicted of corruption. I'm not a member of any fraternal organizations. I'm not a Freemason. I'm not a part of shit. I'm no one. I mean, it's been a good long time since I've ever looked up your name, but the only thing that ever came up was our uh, thing from the newspaper when we got married. Right. That my mom put in the paper and... At one point, you had a Facebook, and that was it. But that was fucking, like, 15 years ago. In 2009, I had a Facebook. Yeah. For a short period of time. On DuckDuckGo, what did I find? Should you really tell our audience members your last name? Is that really wise? Oh, yeah. Probably not. I'll edit that out. Derek yeah. Blank. Derek Blank. Yeah. Is my name. Derek Blank. Derek Blank. So I typed in my own name into DuckDuckGo. I found Derek Blank. <laughs> now you gotta do it twice, dumbass. Okay. I'm editing it, so. Um, Dumb motherfucker. Okay, all of these people, none of them are me. Some guy is an athlete who was in the CrossFit Games. That's not me. Some other guy, no clue who the hell that is. Um, okay, do me now. Do me. Uh, That's what she said. Do me. Okay, an obituary for someone else. There's no information about me. I can't find shit. Well, they could just email us at dtdimension at protonmail.com and ask about who you are if they want to know. That's true. I'll I'll send the bio if you want. Okay, Mm -hmm. no images of me. There's not even that. There used to be our thing, our wedding. Yeah, that's the only thing that I... But like I said, it's It's been... It's not on there anymore. It's been a very long time since I've looked you up for anything or myself. It's been... Since we first met, really, probably. Okay, I'm finding... Okay, two people who are not Tony. Okay, I found one. This could be you. Oh, yeah, that's got to be you. For what? Um, No, it's not me, because look at up there. It's a, it's a Pinterest thing, but look at the, the app, the handle there. That's not me. So, okay, there's another person who has the exact same name as Tony, who is not her. Yeah, this none of this is would be interesting. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah, no, that's mine. Okay, we found that. Okay, I haven't found any things about corruption. I haven't found any um, disgraced things. Okay, I found something. I think, oh, yep. Oh, yeah, there's my GoFundMe. Okay, we found a GoFundMe, which... It's very transparent what what it is. Uh, nothing nefarious, that's for sure. We found the same thing. Oh. Nothing. Oh, hopefully this isn't you. Woman arrested for having sex with her pit bull in broad daylight. Oh my god, no, that is not me, but I am... A little intrigued about the woman who might share my same name that has done this. 
Oh, my. Oh, wow. That is definitely not me. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, this little, is not... A little bit of meth involved there, I think. Yep, that's not you. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even have your same name. I don't know why that came up. I don't know why either. I definitely don't want to have sex with pit bulls. But... <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm getting to. We are not involved in any sort of nefarious anything. And we're just regular people. We have no plat, you know, we do have a platform actually, this podcast, but we're, we have no power. But all these people who are in charge of uh, so many different things have lots of power and they are, um, you know, in secret organizations called Chicken Bone. They're, they're, uh, convic- they're alleged to be uh, corrupt by multiple different organizations there why is that you know i don't know but it, it, the part that gets me is like he's obviously doing just fine bouncing from good job to good job yeah i mean uh, despite all these things yeah he's that not are right a, in his very near past he hasn't been arrested he's not in jail not he's, yet he's, yeah he's but not uh i, I just suffering. find it interesting because like i know that if i would apply for a job right now the first thing they do is be like, oh, let's look up this bitch on Facebook. Let's make sure she doesn't do drugs. Let's make sure she don't do this. What kind of person is she? Blah, blah, blah. And they formulate this idea of me just like you did on this guy. However, just like you proved, they're not going to find anything on me to be like, oh, well, she wouldn't be a good employee for here. They have proof that he would not be a good employee, but they're like, yes, that's our guy. Hire him, which doesn't make sense, which they probably don't even do interviews at that point. They're probably just like... No, it's like headhunter type Exactly. Shit. Like, we just want that. But they want that guy, obviously, for bad purposes because the proof is out there that he's not good. Right. And that's what they want, obviously. Yeah, they obviously want someone who is not good. Who can that's be, my guess. Who can be bribed or bought off, yeah. Yeah, so that's the CEO of the Denver International Airport. So all of that info I just gave you, um, I did, I figured that all out myself. I didn't come up with that from another source. I just figured it all out by using the internet. Uh, the rest of the stuff that we're going to talk about has been talked about by lots of other people and it's, it, it's, um, nothing new, but it needs to be talked about because it's just another layer to the mystery of the airport, which as we've learned, um, what are you learning? <laughs> that's like the new thing constantly on, on the news or whatever hi uh we've got this reporter she's at the uh at the scene um hi what are you learning today um <laughs> i really like your voice analogy of these people <laughs> but it, anyway uh what we're learning today is that there's all kinds of weird shit with the airport and there's just another layer um that we're going to talk about now that there's always like 20 layers to all these weird things. Yeah. Like we've talked about in the past, um, with other episodes, you know, if it happened to just a plain Jane everyday person, it would be cut and dry. Like, yep. The, the person was shot in the face and the gun was found. The suspect was found, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But when it's, a famous person or something to do with the government, it's always, always, always like 30 billion pieces that don't make any sense. They can never find the person who did it. Um, <laughs> no one is ever brought to justice. No one's ever way. brought to justice because, uh, you know, the gun's never found or the gun is found, but the bullet doesn't match the gun, so it doesn't make any fucking sense, but they charge this person anyway, even though this shit doesn't add up. Like, there's always... Too many things that just don't make sense. But if it was an everyday person or someone that really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, everything would fall into place just fine. So why is it every single fucking time it's a government person or a celebrity or whatever, then it's this big to-do? That's because there's always a cover-up. Always. Yeah. Cover-up galore. Um, So yeah, the next thing about the airport is all the artwork. There's all kinds of weird-ass fucking artwork. At the airport, which if you just take this artwork by itself, it's weird and there's no doubt about it, but add all these other factors and it's just weird weirder. Mm -hmm. So one of the uh, strange things at um, DIA is there's a giant horse. (laughs) 
There's this huge fucking horse. Blue Mustang? The Blue Mustang. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up so I can see what you're seeing. There's this gigantic, huge horse that's 32 feet tall. The only thing about it being 32 feet tall is that it's not 33 feet tall. Then it would be really suspect. But it's 32 feet tall. It's a gigantic horse with glowing red eyes. And guess what the nickname of this horse is? What? Blucifer. Yeah, I'm looking at it. In my picture, though, it's got glowing white eyes. Um, But yeah, so it's this blue horse statue thing where you can weirdly see part of its ribs. And it's got like a nub tail. It's very muscular looking. Yeah, so... Uh, its head looks too small for its body, kind of, weirdly, for a horse. Um, it It's very creepy looking. It is very eerie. It doesn't look welcoming in any way, that's for sure. Yeah, so this, this, this horse is... It almost looks like it's gritting its teeth, smiling, kind of. Yeah. If you look up close to its face. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this, so this horse is a statue that's at the airport. Um, the nickname is Blucifer, because it's a blue Mustang, and... It's got glowing red eyes, so people have nicknamed it Blucifer. Kinda <gasps> like, oh my god, yeah, so I got a night, a picture of it at night. Oh my god, yeah, it literally has glowing <laughs> red eyes and like weird veiny shit on it. Yeah. What the fuck? So, yeah, it's very strange. Um, the artist, actually, another strange thing, it's not, it's just, I don't know. It's just something that happened, it's, it's just reality. The sculptor, um, man, I didn't write the damn the guy's damn name. Um, but anyway, the sculptor he's originally from El Paso, um, but he has ties to New Mexico actually, which I found interesting, being that I'm from there. But he during the construction of this horse, part of the head of the horse fell on him, <gasps> and um, killed him. Oh, wow. So during the construction of this horse, part of it fell on him, severed his artery in his leg, and he bled out and fucking died. Oh, my God. That, you know, it's weird. I don't know. It's just a weird turn of events. And this horse is kind of like a um, a symbol almost for this airport. And it's very um, dark. It, it's a, It's got a dark... Um, feeling about it it's not like a happy horse <laughs> it really it really isn't you know i i mean i don't know how many of you out there are familiar with horses but like you know my family kind of grew up with horses um at least on my mom's side anyway and they're typically pretty nice animals pretty solemn creatures you know some of them have personalities and whatever but they definitely don't look like that where they look evil like, I've never looked at a horse and went, oh, I don't want to pet that horse. That's a scary fucking horse. But I definitely don't want to touch this horse. All I know is that if I saw this horse in someone's yard, like I'm just going to this person's house and they got this giant horse with glowing red eyes at night, I would be immediately put off to be like, what the hell is up with that horse? Ah, but would you? I think if this were in real life and we were going somewhere and that was in their yard, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Man, I'm gonna have to ask him about that motherfucker. Like, you'd be more curious Whoa. to go in and talk to them. Right, know? right, but it, you wouldn't it, be put off as like I'm gonna go home now. No, no, no. But it's strange. There's, it is very it's strange. strange. Like, what what's up with this horse? Like, is this like a uh the gate to hell? I mean, that, <laughs> I, I would not be shocked if the gate to hell did have a, two of these horses, one on each side. Right. Uh, welcoming people because it is creepy when you see the glowing red eyes at night. Oh my gosh! Like that was. <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect it to le legit oh glow. Like, they must have lights in there or something that yeah. make them so beam. So, the story is this guy, he, he's a sculptor. He's a famous sculptor. He, he's an artist. Uh, nothing wrong with any of that. The reason that he's got the glowing red eyes is because his he worked at a shop that his dad owned. And his dad, like, had neon signs. And he liked neon when he was a kid. So Okay, it, but then why not have any other color? I That's don't know. That's scary. But yeah, it's it's just a weird thing to have at an airport, in my opinion. Um, Definitely is. The other things are uh, the other the main things that are weird about the the murals 
there's a few murals inside the airport that are very off-putting. And uh, one thing that I found about the murals was um, I was reading this article. And the article that I was reading happened to be published on April 12th of 2020. So your birthday. Which is my birthday. So I'm just doing random research, just checking it out. And during the research, I'm reading this article. And the article is published on April 12th, 2020. It's just, you know, it's it's weird. I don't know. So we just, I well, at least I don't anyway. I can't speak for Derek, I guess. But I don't believe in coincidences anymore. So like number things that add up, like weird things that line up in your life like that. Like you're meant to know them. Like you're meant to pick them out. And so that's why basically he's saying that, you know, it's somewhat significant. Yeah, it's just, there could, I could have read any article <coughs> of any type. But the one that I read about the murals happened to be on my own birthday. So these murals are very dark and strange. Um, there's two main ones, and one is entitled In Peace and Harmony with Nature, and the other one is entitled Children of the World Dream of Peace. And in these paintings, there are a few disturbing images that can be interpreted in many different ways, but I would recommend checking out these murals for yourself. Um, I'm actually going to put this on the Instagram, uh, so that oh. way everybody can see some of the ones that you're talking yeah, about, and uh, maybe some extra ones. DT underscore... Miracle Monday? What is the Instagram, you know? Oh, shit. I haven't uploaded to it in so long. Give me a second. It is DT underscore Miracle Monday. So that's what you can look up um, on Instagram. Otherwise, it'll be on our link tree on our website. Um, but I'll post some of the, the, the pictures. Yeah, so these murals are disturbing. Uh, one of the murals uh, kind of shows the world on fire, like the forest on fire. And then like a, a kid is like in a coffin and, um, <laughs> I haven't found that one yet. So the one I'm looking at that I thought was the one you were talking about, this one's got what looks like either. Yeah. The forest is on fire, but then there's like glass cases around oh, yeah, these birds. Yep, yep. And then there's children. Like the one child looks like she's got like a, like been hit in the face and her face is like bleeding and then there's like a little boy reaching around to like maybe see if she's okay um and then there's a bunch of like flowers and animals up front and this woman like i can't tell if she's trying to put the glass case around the penguin or pull it off but she regardless she's holding a glass case around this penguin um it's very bizarre and i'm not really sure what to make of that exactly other than maybe if I were just to guess what this painting means, uh, to me it means like basically humans are ruining nature. Yeah, so the official story for that painting is in, you know, it's called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. So uh, they're, they're, at least what they say is that this painting is supposed to say like we're fucking up the world by doing our human thing and we need to be in harmony with nature instead of burning the forest down and, and killing all the animals and all this stuff. But if you look at the painting, it's just a, an odd painting in general. It's very odd, yeah. And... I mean, if I want... Okay, if I wanted to instill in someone peace and harmony with the world and people and nature coming together, this isn't the way I'd go about it. I'd want to make that shown. Like, I'd want to show, you know... People living harmoniously within the woods and within the and with the animals, not well, this. So um, I'm not quite understanding the concept. So I guess. there, there's two murals. All these murals are kind of like linked together, but one is before and one's after. Okay. Uh, so in the next one, there's like a all the people, all the kids of the world are all united in like this uh, one world government type situation with all the flags are like together and they're all hugging and uh, they're all looking at this one bird and it's supposed to symbolize peace or uh, i don't fucking know okay so that that one is supposed to go with the one with the burning forest all right um, well they're not looking at a bird they're looking at a i'm not really sure what that is it's some sort of plant but it's not a plant that is known to me it might be oh a yeah made up a made up plant it's like a rainbow plant um that's been dug up, so they're like a little bit of the roots are exposed. But there's all different children of the world looking at this glowing plant and like reaching out to touch it, and all the animals around them are like looking at it as well. Yeah, I see. 
-hmm. Yeah, so those two paintings are supposed to go together, and then the other ones are the Children of the World Dream of Peace. That one is the one that's the scariest with... It's basically a stormtrooper type of character with a gas mask on and an AK-47 stabbing the dove of peace. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. that's the other one that I had saved and wanted to ask you about because that doesn't make sense to me either. But Yeah, so that, then that one goes in, in conjunction with uh, one with the stormtrooper is like dead. He's like laying on the ground and then uh, all the kids are above. Um, I don't know. Oh, is it supposed to be like him laying down, the dove is sitting on him now, and then all the kids are like looking yeah. at him mm -hmm. dead with the dove. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's bizarre too. <laughs> it, it, regardless, so these two murals are all, they're gigantic fucking huge murals, and they are in the concourse kind of by a baggage claim, or they used to be. Um, all the paintings, I guess, have been taken out until they're done with the current construction, then they're going to be put back in. But why why are they on display at an airport? What the hell does it have to do with anything as far as the airport goes? Like I don't know. Yeah, once you want pictures <laughs> of, like, traveling. Yeah, like, you know? traveling. Like, I understand like... the ethnicities of the world. That makes sense to me because you're traveling. I, I would get that. I could make that connection just fine. Um, I don't, however, understand the gas mask guy stabbing the dove of peace while there's children cowering beneath him. Um, I don't understand that at all, nor do I understand the weird apocalyptic uh, demon horse either. Yeah, so some people believe that th these murals tell the story that some sort of extinction event is going to happen in the world and that possibly underneath the airport um, that's where the elites will go to hide out until it's safe to come back to the top I see. so some people think that these murals are just kind of like oh the world's gonna end in some way and underneath the airport all the rich people of the world uh, and the uh, the politicians and whoever uh, is gonna go to the airport underneath and wait out whatever happens and then once everything's safe to come back up then they'll come back up and start their own society after that so i'm looking here these popped up and i don't know if they're there or not you'll have to answer that for me but there's statues of like weird gargoyles coming out of briefcases yep okay yeah that's also there too all right yeah supposedly those those um gargoyles uh they so there's this controversy going on with the airport uh, and uh, apparently the airport has kind of uh, embraced the conspiracy theories and have like, it's almost like they made fun with, made fun of it um, in the airport and, and had like different days where they're going to play it up like a, like play up the conspiracy theories for, um, to make like a thing out of it, like an event, like the people, people come and dressed in costumes and uh, everything is on display, like a conspiracy theory, uh, for like an event type of situation. And the gargoyles, uh, I guess they created those purely because there's so much controversy with the airport that they thought it would be funny just to do that. Um, th that's the official story with the gargoyles. I see but they're, you know, just like the, all the other things, it's, it's a weird thing to have at airport. Well, the first thing I thought of when I saw the gargoyle briefcase statue thingy, because there's a couple of them, uh, was like the corruption, you know what I mean? So it's like these businessmen are filling their briefcases full of corrupt, evil bullshit and they're doing evil deeds, they're doing evil business, essentially. That's the what I thought when I saw them right away. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. thought. So I, that's just, that's just what I thought when I first saw it. So I was curious if it was there because it popped up in the thing that I was searching to look at some of the paintings, but yeah. So th that's the story with the murals and the gargoyles, um, and the horse, uh, strange things at the, at the airport. Like, I don't know. It's weird. The other strange thing is there's a, ca the capstone 
Um, at the airport, there's a capstone, which everyone who knows anything about Freemasonry, anytime there's a building that's built, there's, you know, the cornerstones, the capstones, the all these different stones that are laid uh, during the construction for esoteric reasonings, you know, like, like the stones are placed for magical reasons around the property uh, to instill some sort of a protection or homage to something, you know. So at the airport, there's uh, a capstone which has a bunch of uh, Masonic imagery on it. And it's called... Yep, I'm seeing that. The capstone. And apparently underneath this capstone is a time capsule for people, for the people of Denver, or the people of Colorado to, you know, basically in 2094, uh, the time capsule, time capsule is supposed to be dug up. Um, then at that time, people will... Yeah, it says, to the people of Colorado in 2094. Yeah. So on this capstone, there's uh, the message about the time capsule. Then they talk about the mayor and the governor, secretary of transit, Federico Pena at the time. Uh, but then the thing that people don't like about it is the it's got the compass and square, which is the Masonic symbol. To the left of that or right is... Uh, they're talking about the lodge, the most worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge, F and A and M of Colorado and jurisdiction, uh, Claude W. Gray, Senior Grandmaster. And the other one is the most worship worshipful Grand Lodge of A and F and A and M is um, accepted and free um, Masons. Accepted and free, and A and M is I can't remember what A and M stands for of Colorado. Um, Benjamin Benjamin Bell Jr. is the grandmaster. So these two lodges, basically, are the ones who made this capstone, and it was also done by the New World Airport Commission. Which, if anyone looks into that, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as that. There's no such thing as a New World Airport Commission. They, no one knows exactly what the hell that is or what it stands for or why it's on there. Obviously, there is one. It's just not public. Yeah, no one really knows and there's no explanation. It's just, it just it's on there. It's on the capstone. New World Airport Commission. Yeah, it's a, okay. So, yeah, it says Denver International Airport and then it has, like, uh, the governor and the mayor... And then it says here, the time capsule beneath this stone contains messages and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. And then, like you said, on left and right is kind of the information about the lodge. And it says March 19th, 1994. And it says New World Airport Commission contributors, Martin Mapietta, Aeronautics, and then... Fentress, Bradburn, Architects, Zimmerman Metals. That's what it says. That's it. Yeah, so people are put off by that because it says New World Airport Commission and it just it's very close to New World Order. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not sure what's up with that, but it could just be just like anything else. But it's just another layer, layer to the um, controversy of the airport. Um, also, one other thing, the last thing we'll talk about is if you have a bird's eye view of the entire airport and the runways, um, it looks to be in the shape of a swastika. Which a swastika is the symbol for... Where do you see that? A bird's eye view of the airport with the oh, runways, the... the whole runways. Okay, let me look. I want to look. Appears that. to be in the shape of a swastika, which is you know a swastika is a Nazi symbol from World War Two. It was a symbol of the Nazi Party and the SS. I'm assuming most people know know what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of does for sure. 
definitely kind of does look that way. Um, uh, at least partially, anyway. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a... Could be, could not be. It's just another strange thing to add to the list of yeah, well, what's up with the Denver International Airport. It definitely does, yeah, look a little suspiciously. Yeah. Uh, they say the reasoning is because it allows multiple planes to take off at, at the same time and, and land at the same time because they're all in different locations far from each other. But it just it kind of looks like a swastika. <laughs> it definitely kind of looks like a swastika, yes. I mean, our airport's pretty big and we do just fine without it looking like a swastika. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, Which most airports are fine to have a... Runways that don't look like swastikas. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's the story about the Denver International Airport. Uh, many things are strange about it. It could be nothing, could be something. Just don't fucking know. Just another thing. Put it on the list. Uh, add it to the list of shit. Uh, Denver International Airport, Georgia Guidestones, uh, the Pyramids. Uh, fucking the Bilderberg Group, uh, trilateral or trilateral commission, um, etc. All these things are adding up to something. Uh, so have there ever been any um, I don't know, like proof or stories or anything that has suspiciously kind of happened there, or people have gotten lost there, or uh, not you know really, I mean? not 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 really, no. So there's nothing there to like technically prove that it is being used. Not really. For other no. The only right thing now? is that they use a shitload of fuel there. Uh, some people have said that the fuel, the amount of fuel they use, is disproportionately um, high compared to the amount of flights. Uh, which some people think that it could be that um, there might be using the the fuel for underground reasons okay of you know but no like scorned ex-employees or anything like that have come um, forward to say i anything? read one and in one website uh a total conspiracy website there was a supposed whistleblower who came out and said that there was all these you know that that there was in fact all these underground tunnels and that they were he gave numbers to all these doors and all these things and all these nefarious shit but that was only on one website and they never said shit about who the hell the guy was or... I mean, it, to me, it seemed like total hearsay. Okay. That's the only thing I could find as far as anything uh, the, actually talking about any of the underground shit or anything like that. But based on uh, when I looked it up, I mean, it seemed just like completely conspiracy nonsense, really. Okay. Um... um. So, what do you think? Because I don't know enough about the Denver airport conspiracy ideas. I don't know enough about it to make a decision either way. Um, so I've never looked into it like you have. One um, thing that I, I, I find strange about it is there's other things, not, not just in Denver, but some things have happened in, in Colorado that caused me to wonder what's going on. Uh, one of them is John Bonet Rams, Ramsey happened in Colorado. Uh, that was a hell of an event. There's lots of controversy and conspiracy theories about that. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell, the co-conspirator to Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein yeah. uh, during that whole thing with fucking uh, JonBenet Ramsey, she had owned some company that was based out of there at that time. And there's like logs of her flying in and out of there with like the father of JonBenet and and or some other people that were somehow related to JonBenet. Um, and also there was the mass shooting at the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, mm -hmm. which uh, to this day has been remained fishy at best with all kinds of conspiracy theories around it. Um, so it's just another strange thing to happen or to be a part of in, Colorado, um, maybe the fact of the Rocky Mountains and the fact of the the possibility for underground bases and whatnot could cause all those types of things to happen or facilitate 
things like that happening. Mm. Really don't know. But th- my guess is that Denver is possibly just a hub for some sort of weird New World Order type shit. Uh, I think it's probably more along the lines of um, almost like a, I don't know if you want to call it a hub, but a, a, a thing for sex trafficking. That's what I think. Because you have to have a place where you can ship kids out any which way, you know, because you just, you have to be able to do that. If you're a sex trafficker, you have to have a means to, to do that. Um, so my guess is they have to have some airports under, you know, in cahoots with these negative people is my guess. Yeah. You know, which that would, would make sense why they ha- hire a CEO who is corrupt. provenly a corrupt individual. Right. Who can easily be bought off or turned a blind eye with enough money. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is it, is, is it a conspiracy? Is it this? Is it that? I don't know. But, um, if there's enough smoke, there may be a fire. Yeah. That's what I've learned in life. Um, I never seen a bunch of smoke for no reason. Right. Uh, so take it for what you will. That's my small investigation. Hopefully you learned something or maybe you were slightly entertained in some way. If you were, feel free to send that entertainment you received back in our direction in the form of cash or anything else. Uh, you can find all of our information on doublethoughtdimension.com. You can email us at dtdimension at protonmail.com. Our podcast is on Apple, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on whatever. Just type it in. Use the RSS feed and you can find it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this and episode. I, I will be posting um, to the Instagram some of the pictures of the airport if you'd like to see. So DT underscore Miracle Monday. And that it will be all this information will be in the show notes. So thank you for tuning in once more, and hopefully you can, uh, you know, see the truth of the world. Uh, don't just take everything at face value, like I did in this episode. Uh, if you're cur- curious about something, just look it up. Maybe you'll find out what you thought was true, or maybe you find out that what you thought was true turned out to be false. Either way, it's uh, one step uh, in the right direction. Uh, I also found this slightly interesting. Denver International Airport also has the same acronym as the Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA. Coincidence? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. But um, just throw that in the bucket of of, uh, unknowns. Okay. Well, I'm Derek, and uh, I'm... Glad you listened, and we'll be seeing you next Thursday. Take it easy, guys. Goodbye.